Martin Social listeners. Thank you for tuning in to episode five of season two of the ATX Started Social Podcast. I am your co-host Tyson Davis, and along with me we have Lolita Rodriguez, Marta Diaz, Damon Mosley. And we are your hosts. Due to this pandemic and the growing effects that it's having on our lives, we are recording remotely. So please disregard any technical difficulties. This episode five is a special episode. We have our man uh, Don Milhouse on the line with us of Forgotten Ones Art. Uh, we'll be bringing him on a little bit later in the show. Uh, but you know how we do. We try to catch up with the team. Uh, as Lola says, something happens every week. <laughs> it does, Paul. It does. <laughs> and, 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 and I've... I'm starting to feel the love of that. Yes, something happens every week. So, I want to. I want to um, address about how you and Martha are like twinsies right now. Y'all are totally twins, and I've been you staring at it. You, and Martha, <laughs> you like twinsies. Y'all oh. twinsies right now. She don't have a maroon shirt on. Oh, she got a deer oh, on her chest. I got a. No, it's oh, a, that's a deer? I thought it was. It's the antlers. But you got antlers right. too. My antlers are better than a look. Those antlers. I thought <laughs> oh my sure. God. I thought it was hands. You know, you said hands. I was like, why is she wearing that? I thought it was like hands right. on, the, on the front of the shirt. I'm like, oh, oh man. You need a prescription? Well, I'm only seeing the half. So, you know, you, well, never, you ever seen the, the Halloween shirt with the Yes. The yes. Okay. That's what it kind of looked like. Just so I'm weird. It doesn't help that my braids are covering part of the design. Yeah, I, I call them the Pippi Longstoppings. Pippi. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Damon, man, we know that last time we talked, you were at Final Design, man. How's it going? Where, where? Because I, I know, you know, kind of city projects, kind of sometimes they be like month to month because they only meet every month. And with COVID, I know things can get big kid and pushed back. But um, that's a definitely a, a high milestone to making the contract, man. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah, thanks. But uh, we, we're not there yet. My uh, One of my subcontractors fell through, so... Uh... I got to find somebody else to do the foundation, but everything else is in place, which is considering it's a lot of moving parts. That's pretty good. I just got to get someone to fill that spot. So um, y'all know how to pull some concrete, hit your boy up. <laughs> right on, right on. I can't help but, you. Uh, I do not. Yeah. You know, you never know what you get, you know, saying out there with, if y'all are listening to our listeners, ATX started social listeners who we never know. We might have somebody who knows somebody who know somebody you know what i mean so y'all right. reach out to damon at imprint imprint yeah. uh art studio it's a uh, imprint life at gmail yeah imprint life at gmail.com yeah we get that studio right on we need to get that studio <laughs> <laughs> we on the we on the verge of some major things man lola um i you have a big accolade that had come up you know in discussions about the women's magazine let us hear a little bit about that Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, shit. Breaking news. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, hold on. Oh, my bad, my bad. Well, hey, I might have to cut this out. I might have to cut this out. I have to bleep, slice, You're and fine. cut. You're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I just started doing the footwork of getting um getting a feature in Austin Women's Magazine for six months. So I'm starting to do the footwork and everything um for that. But 
it's not going to be until September. I think it's going to be the first issue. And then wow, that's going to be something to look for. Yeah, and then it'll end in February, like right on Black History Month. So the the conclusion of it uh, will be a grand a grand one. Yeah, it's going to so, be the, all of the holidays, though. You know, like when you can do something like that, the entire oh, holidays, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, that's yeah, like, wow. Exactly. So I'm trying to do the, I'm trying, because for me, the holidays, I do a lot of collections and a lot of like limited edition stuff during that time. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I just started the footwork for it right now. And I'll echo what Damon said. It's going to be a lot of COVID babies happening in the fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm waiting for them COVID. Y'all don't understand. I'm waiting for them COVID. Y'all think I'm messing around, but them COVID babies, I'm just going to be in there. They on the way. Yeah, I'm like, listen, guys, <laughs> you need me. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. Martha, last time we spoke, you were like in a transition. You were like, you know, um, working with businesses on some different types of promo, not just the art side, being that you are the creative uh, director. Let us know a little bit about your little transition that you're making in your personal business. Part of the transition is some of the jobs that are starting to come my way. Um, They're a little bit different than the ones I normally get, but it's still within my realm. And I'm very excited to be able to step forward into a new project. Um, So it's definitely going to take some time to, you know, learn about what it is they want and stuff like that. So that's part of the transition right now. It's just some new projects I have going on that I can't really talk about fully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, hey, bro, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, hey, I, yeah, don't tell me. Tell <laughs> <laughs> uh, my bad, my bad, my bad. No, but for real, though, man, I I understand like that transition. You know, like it, it's like challenging yourself, like stepping outside the box. You know, doing something different. It um, it def- it definitely challenges you. And honestly, part of not being able to talk about it is just like not wanting to jinx it either. I mm. I don't. I am like I want to be able to get more of it done. So that I'm like, okay, I can show you a peak now. But if I'm not at a point where I'm like, oh, I can show you something, I don't feel like I'm ready to like, hey, guess what I'm doing? You right know? on. Hey, man, I, and you. sometimes people love to see the process. They don't really, they don't, they're not judging you it, like we judge I, ourselves. I think, it, I think a lot of it is I tend to overthink. And if it's in the basics and when I show people and they don't understand where I want to go with it, it kind of bums me out. So I'm like, I, I'd rather just, show something that can be better understood rather than I just understand. show you the, the very first Yeah, that, that's a, that's important I, in that logo stuff. You got to have crisp lines. And, Tyson, you know, I want to ask you about the uh, basketball course. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the basketball yeah. course, man. That's still in the progress. That's, that's kind of like uh, maybe fall might be rolling around in the fall or something like that. Uh, it's a, it's going to be a lot of paperwork to get there. Okay. Uh, working with the city back home and drawing funds from a local government that's uh, that probably doesn't have but maybe 2% of my representation in it, you know? So uh, it's going to be an uphill battle, but we're going to work on it and try to try to make that happen. But I did uh, with, with Penny, with Miss Penelope, uh, but she hosted the art walk uh, in Round Rock. This was uh, mm. Saturday. It was awesome at Gaddy Town in Round Rock, man. It, you know, it was real. It was really nice. They they let a certain amount of people in at a time. They only had maybe you know twenty to twenty people walking the the uh, market at at a time. So you know, it was able. To, they were we were able to social distance. Man, it was a really nice time, man. It was. That's that was that's good. one thing. How was that sun? That's whew, what it killed you. <laughs> When I got home, I crashed, man. I I was I literally drained of all of my energy, and I didn't know it until I sat down in the AC, and it was like 
over, you know. Oh yeah, it. you get it kills you, man. That's what we yeah. used to do. Me and Martha, we used to do markets and stuff outside all the time, and um, terrible. So ATX artists, social listeners, that brings us right into our featured artist, Mr. Don Millhouse of Forgotten Ones Art. So ATX artist social team, I want y'all to help me give a round of applause and a great welcome to Mr. Don Millhouse. Don, what's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Welcome to the party. Well, doing well, sir. It's a blessing to have you on, man. Thank you for being on with us today. Hey, I appreciate y'all having me. Awesome, awesome, man. So I want to announce about how on point you were with everything, though. Like, he's just all like, oh, you need more headshots? Doing that. I'm going to go, and I'm going to do that. <laughs> I was just all like, <laughs> I was like, okay, great. <laughs> she was definitely impressed on how quickly you responded and how much information you were giving. Like, you helped her out a lot. Yes, you did. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, those guys deal with a lot of our artist applicants, and not everybody is, uh, uh, can comply as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, like he's my favorite human. <laughs> guys, I was like, hey, guys, I want to make an announcement. I was like, he's my favorite human. <laughs> <laughs> there was a message I got where she told me about that. She's like, having some issues with certain people responding back and doing stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. So <laughs> You really don't want to be that guy, but a lot of people just... <laughs> They just fall it in happens. that category. They think they're not that guy, but they, yeah. they don't respond to emails. Yeah. I'm just trying to help you. Help me help you. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to yeah. ask a question uh, since Tyson's having a war with his phone. Uh, <laughs> where are you from? Are you originally from Austin? No. So I'm originally from Cali, uh, from California. Um, my parents are in the military. So uh, my dad was stationed in Cali and then they divorced. And uh, my mom's moved out to Austin and my dad stayed there. So I went like back and forth and uh, my mom moved to Houston and I went there and back to Austin. I've just moved around a lot. So, but initially I spent most of my time here. I was just saying, what's, what's your favorite part of California? California got a lot to offer at a favorite part. Oh, yeah, no, well, uh, it was just uh, the Compton area for me. That's where I was at. Okay. Uh, it's, it's weird saying that too, though, because, uh, People hear confident, like, right. it's got a reputation. Oh my God. And I'm like, man, it's not that bad. But then again, it's like, if you live a certain place, it doesn't seem like it's that bad to you, you know, because you're used to everything. So it's not, it's not bad out there. Like, the way movies make it seem like in the early 90s and 80s is different, but it's no. not really. Yeah, TV sensationalizes everything. You know, you got yeah, families must- down on the coast and it started raining and you calling them trying to see if they're all right. And they're like, man, this sun is shining over here, man. I'm, yeah. like, I'm watching yeah. on the news, houses is washing away. And they're like, nah, man, that's the one house over there on the corner. <laughs> yeah, or like even how they portrayed uh, like Texans and stuff. I think it's hilarious when I talk to people that are not from Texas and then they're just like, oh, cowboys and y'all riding horses and all this. So I was like, what? Me hawing around everywhere. Yeah, like, what the well, hell? You know, is crazy is, uh, when I went back home to Cali a few times, uh, I was here and I come back and they were like, yo, so I heard it was still slavery down there. And this is like 2002. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what, you think my master let me come back here? Like, I mean... <laughs> 
If there were I've never a, heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> that was insulting and hilarious at the same damn time. We're like in a we're in a very conservative state, and then we're in the South. You know what I mean? So right. that they see a black person from out coming out of Texas or any minority coming out of Texas, they're just like, ooh, oh, you survived. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, we all still kind of in slavery here compared to Cali. That's real. Let's, let's be real. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's be real. It's a lot of shit we still can't do. That's real. But they made it seem like it was like roots out here. And I was like, no, nah, it's not that bad. I still got my feet, man. It's not, it's not, <laughs> we good. The only thing I've ever anywhere. gotten is uh, <laughs> if we still ride carriages, like as our daily route, like our daily way of traveling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after people from Katrina, like after what happened with Katrina and people from Louisiana came over, and I had a few in my class. That's what they thought. They're they're blown away at how advanced Texas was. They're like, man, I really thought y'all had horses and carriages, like they have in the movies. Like they're just blown yeah. away, right? I got TVs. I thought y'all just had puppet shows and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like, oh, what? <laughs> you know, y'all had Technology. Shit y'all got like, all Western music? Y'all listen to music? Right. <laughs> only bands? No more segregated bathrooms? Are the crazy shit? Yeah, it's crazy the reputation Texas has, though. Yeah. But I think it's only because we're diehard. Anybody from Texas is born and raised in Texas, you're like a diehard Texan. When you go other, right. you go other places, you love fucking Texas. So they think that shit is like backwoods. They're just like, oh, they must be inbreeding and having carriages and riding horses over there. They love that shit way too much. <laughs> when, I go, when I go out of town, I play that shit up too. I ain't gonna lie. I go out there, I put on a jacket with the fringe and shit. I'm walking around. Yeah, you know, you're, you're all, you're all and chaps and shit. You're like, I gotta let these motherfuckers know where I'm from. Like, I'm, I'm Texas, y'all. <laughs> and it might get you out of trouble too with that Southern hospitality. Oh, oh yeah, no. most definitely. <laughs> Done. I want to ask you about your business name, Forgotten Ones. Uh, what's the meaning behind that? Uh, so basically, <clears throat> I don't know, I'm sorry. I'm scared to cough because I don't want nobody to think I got nothing. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll figure out the whole Zoom meeting. We'll all figure yeah, out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my chest hurt. <laughs> but no. Hey, you can't even Zoom cough no more. <laughs> man. Now you so can't the even name cough. came from. Uh, the name came from, uh, like I said earlier, we was talk- kind of talking off air about music and whatnot. Um, I'm, I've always been like into older things, like old school stuff, things people forget about. So uh, I've always been into like cartoons, old movies. People ask me like with music questions, what do you listen to now? I listen to everything back in the day. I just like keeping things that we forget about. Uh, and I'll bring it back to life with my artwork and kind of blend it in with the new. And just kind of, I've seen kids see like the, uh, for example, the movie The Lion King. When it got re-released, uh, I showed a few of my friends, I trained some kids in basketball and I showed them the actual, the old movie. And they liked that one better than the new. And so yeah. I've always felt like a lot of the things we had back in the day, I feel so old saying, but <laughs> some of the things we had, the people now, they enjoy more or enjoy just as much as we did. So well, I feel I like, like they're trying, what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to revamp things that are their classics for a reason, like their beloved movies for a reason. So why do you want to sit there and make it like, stop trying to make it better. It doesn't need to be better. It's already great. <laughs> well, it's about creativity, too, even with me, with my artwork. So I try not to. Of course, I am taking from like old things and kind of putting my own spin on it. But I feel like, like you said, with movies and all that was going on now, a lot of people aren't as creative as they think they are. 
And they're like, okay, I'm not creative. Movie sales are going down. What can we do? Oh, let's remake Chucky or something like that. And I'm like, yo, you ruined the whole thing. When y'all redo stuff, come up with something different or get right. ideas from other people maybe. But it's like nobody has creativity or their own ideas anymore. And I think that's what kind of affects the movie business as well. Yes, I agree, bro. And you you said that most eloquent. Uh, you pretty I know much. you. I know you were just freestyling, but I'm here for that Chucky remake. Why? It was oh, no, 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 no. It was it was cool, but <laughs> it was so first with the kids. <laughs> the way some of the kids <laughs> acted, man, I was just like, this ain't <laughs> realistic. <laughs> like, I don't know. Twelve year old kids don't talk to their mama like that. Like, <laughs> the only remake. The only remake that I thought has come even close but they even it even missed a whole bunch of key pieces was uh will smith's aladdin when he did aladdin i thought no 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 no, no. you know which one was on point was beauty and the beast beauty and the beast was like so if they if you go off a remake of a disney movie that was the closest to the animated movie and it was Beauty and the Beast. Latin, they took a lot of liberations with fucking Latin. There <laughs> was so many entanglements on that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just going to leave that one out there, y'all. <laughs> you, you give me the alley, I'm going I'm to go ahead and flush it. <laughs> I was not ready for that one. <laughs> oh, my God. I was not ready. There were so, there were so many. many entanglements <laughs> in that movie, man. Yes. Oh, Dan, <laughs> so, Dan, what is it that made you want to, what inspired you to do mashups, being that you wanted to tell people that the newer stuff isn't necessarily unique? I think, well, it was kind of that as well, like the uniqueness of it. It's like, uh, kind of like a, I call certain things like revamp. Um, so some of the older things you see, uh, we love it for what it was, but you know, the times change. So you want to upgrade some things. And I look at it like, well, how can I do my artwork and still get, uh, the new generation to kind of buy into what I'm doing? And, you know, like, I don't want to be that guy who's older, you know, all oh, the new music's trash. They don't rap about nothing, stuff like that. I'm not that guy. I'm open I'm that to guy. everything. So, but I everything. the radio hurts my brain sometimes. I <laughs> oh, no, you're not, you're not lying with that. I don't even listen to the radio no more. I don't know what they play. Like, but when it came to the artwork, though, like, I just, I like to put everything, like, my own spin on it. And uh, I feel like things could be done better. You know, of course, you want to revamp some stuff. You don't want to take it and try to rearrange it and make it something totally different. So I like to put things, like, from the old with the new. Um, I know with us, we used to wake up every morning and watch Saturday cartoons. You know, that was something we did. Now, oh, they really don't do that. Like, it isn't the same as now. The cartoons, even, I remember they did, like, a remake. They were talking about doing a remake of the Rugrats. And I saw the way them kids looked, and I was like, yo, y'all they were scary. Are you ready for the vault opening for Nickelodeon, though? The what? Oh, the, the vault. vault opening. They're, they're, uh, time capsule. They're opening a time capsule for Nickelodeon. So they're going to be, uh, Nickelodeon put a time like capsule that. of certain things. Um, uh -huh back in the 90s and they're going to be opening uh, up the time capsule for Nickelodeon. Uh, what was it? 2042? Right? I believe so. 2042 they're going to be opening up the time capsule for Nickelodeon. They never they told they, they purposely didn't tell anybody what they put in there or anything, but they're going to be opening it up. <laughs> it's going to be like all time capsules. Oh, this is what it was. It's going to be like no one cares. <laughs> Well, I have another question. Um, what I'm noticing is out of the characters that you're using, you're kind of using the same, like 
characters, different storylines, but they play a similar plot. Do you see human behavior as a pattern or formula? Is that part of the reason why you match it up that way? Well, yeah, uh, I, I probably should have added that in earlier too. So when I go into doing the mashup, it has to make sense for me. So I guess an example is, uh, I guess you can see behind me, like the, the Thanos picture of Pinky and a Brain. Um, the characters themselves are both are like Thanos and Brain are both like the, the guys who were the ones that were in charge. They were the strong ones. We want to change the world, all this stuff. But uh, in Avengers, he has a kid by the name of Ebony Maw. And this guy, like he kind of isn't really noticed much, but he's one of the smartest people in the movie, in my opinion. Um, and their characters match with Pinky and the brand themselves. So I was like, I can put these two together. You know, they got the Infinity Gauntlet with the glove and all that stuff. And I felt like when people see it, I want them to think back, okay, well, what is Pinky in the brain? And then they start going back, reminiscing old, and then they say, oh, well, that's why he made it like this or did it like that. Everything I do with just, not just with art, um, even like with uh, clothes I may do, I used to write, uh, used to help write scripts for one of my friends. And uh, I also used to help him write with his comedy. And everything I would tell him always, it led to something. I don't like doing filler. I don't want to do anything where it's just kind of there. I want it to all make sense. So when you finish it or you look at the picture 10 years later, you're like, oh, well, I never noticed that. You know, I want, I always like the people, people to feel surprised when they see something I do. Well, let's get to that, that point that you just made, because um, being a, a creative entrepreneur, I was really proud to see that you had product. You know, a lot of people that are creating haven't even taken that step in the entrepreneurship to ha even have product, man. So right. how, how have you been able to build your brand through your product and expand, let, let us know more about it. Like, and what is it called? High buds, high buds, right? All of that. It's called high okay. buds. It's the, uh, the hybrids, like H I D H B R I D Z. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a play, you know, people smoking, high, all that. Uh, but I started that because, um, so my mom, she had cancer in 2011, but she had also had it before when I was like around seven years old. Uh, she beat it. She had ovarian cancer stage four. It was crazy. She was the only woman at the time in this area to beat it. They did like a whole newspaper article about her, all this stuff. Of course, I'm seven, so I didn't think it was really that big deal. I really didn't understand. But a few years later, she has it again, and uh, she ended up moving to Houston. So instead of doing the chemo, it was stage four. They really couldn't do anything, and I wasn't aware of it. But um, I know, you know, I know a few people who can get their hands on stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, my mom, she's always smoked. My whole family smokes. I'm the only one in my family who doesn't smoke or drink. I never have, really don't have a want to do it. It's not that it's, you know, bad. It's just I've seen, like, the negatives of it, and I just never really wanted to do it. So, but my mom, she smoked a lot, um, especially when she got sick. And she said that the pills they used to give her made her feel just sleepy. But she said when I would smoke, um, it makes me feel different emotions and uh different feelings and all that. So I noticed that different strains kind of have like their own personalities in a sense. Like you get one <laughs> strain, it can keep you uplifted. It can make you one. Yeah, stuff like that. So you get something like uh, one of the characters I did was Bubba Kush. And it's like the character that I have on a lot of my hoodies that you may see or that you've probably seen. Um, he has his own personality. He's like a, when I hear Bubba, the first thing I think of is like a country guy, you know, talk to him like, he really likes doing stuff like that. Like, yeah. So I think of that and I made him look a certain way. And I got the idea, like I said, in 2011, because my mom would get different strains of uh, marijuana to smoke. And I started studying the effects of each one. Everyone does its own different things. So I was like, yo, that's kind of like personality. So whenever she'd get something to roll up, I'll look at one of the nugs, take a picture of it, and I'll 
uh, go home, draw, like sketch a character or a body out of it. And then I'm like, okay, I have one character and I can make him look like this. And then now I probably have like 30 or 40 different characters. And I was like, I'll never run out of ideas because there's so many different strains of weed now. I can just keep making stuff and keep, you know, creating. And like I said, I'll never run out of any ideas. And I want to eventually make it into a cartoon too, but that's a little later. So, so have you reached out? Have you, uh, have you reached out? I think it would be dope to reach out to a few of these uh, upstart uh, marijuana companies because uh, the pharmaceutical companies, maybe the, the uh, you know, the, 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 the people who are breeding, man, these things, this, this market is going crazy. You know what I mean? And reaching out to them and providing apparel the way you do, creating a character around their brand. Or man, even like so their cool. labeling when they have it on the packaging and stuff. Or yeah. what, what I want to know is if it's possible to talk to someone that, you know, hype, makes new strands and make one of your own out of like create a personal character <laughs> and then go from there and be like hey i have a special type of character type of strand that i want to create is there a way we can go about it and it'll be all you oh yeah most definitely and see that's actually what i'm trying to work on now so uh i have a a friend he's really like a brother i kind of just basically grew up with him um like I said, when my mom had cancer and uh, she ended up passing from it, he was around. He was always there. Uh, you know, I never, he's one of those people when you look at like, you trust somebody with your life, you know, you say that about a few people. He's that person. He knows everything about me and what I'm doing, my business and all that. So he actually has connections with people who are into different stocks and uh, he's into the stock market as well. And he knows people with these new companies that are coming up. So I'm still just kind of trying to find my way into finding I guess the right person to see what I have and then trying to build that relationship. Cause it's kind of tough, especially now I'm not a guy who's really big on social media. I post stuff here and there, but uh, like y'all said earlier, I noticed it's going to y'all trying to get me to laugh and you know, all that. I'm, I'm really like a, I'm just really laid back. I've always been that way and I'm not really fond of social media, but I learned that I can make a lot of money using it. So I'm starting to learn. I got to push much stuff out. And I'm kind of also like Martha, which she said earlier, uh, sometimes you can kind of, you may overthink a little bit. Sometimes you can kind of get into that movie. Like, I don't want to overdo it, but you start to second guess maybe sometimes. And Hey, but that's, that's kind of where, where like what Martha and Lola, they, they're doing, they're creating collect collectively classy and what they do is they go in and they do all of that they set it up for you you know they handle your social media they pretty much brand manage you i'm gonna let them expound on that a little bit more but i really did want to touch on that topic because the reason why we created the atx started social was for, so us to, for us to share information for us to share resources for us to figure out ways that we could build our creative entrepreneurships up and Sometimes it is best to just, hey, say, let me pay you to do this for me because I know that if I take the time to do this, it's going to take away from my creation. Well, what, you know I what, I mean? people, uh, what I tell people all the time is that, yeah, you're a business owner, but you have to realize that you are incapable of doing everything. You can only do right. so much. You can only expand yourself so much. Um in your range, why wouldn't you want someone that does that for a living, they professionally does, they do social media, they do things with branding and stuff to take care of that for you so you know that you're getting top notch instead of teaching yourself a trade that you're just doing because you need it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going to teach myself how to uh, work all of social media because I know I need it. In reality, when you could just hire somebody to do all the social media for you and you just provide the content, then you can focus on more building content and branching out into other ideas that you want to facilitate, you know, because, you know, you can't start thinking about those things because social media is such a huge 
weight. It's like a right. lot. <laughs> I tell me was a lot of things. And we also have to think about the fact that there are so many new apps that are trying to compete with the current social media apps that mm-hmm. we have. So there's always something going to be something new. So let's say you're starting out with Instagram and you're trying to figure it out, trying to learn it, you're barely getting it. And then come to find out there's a whole other app you got to start learning, start figuring and it out. And it works better for you too, because that's where your product gets the most visibility and the most uh, effort. Or target audience, depending on where your target audience likes to go to, because not all of them like going to Instagram. Not all of them like going to Twitter. So you have to figure that out as well. Right. So what Lolita is pretty much where her job would be is to help you figure that out. Help you figure out where your numbers are going, why they're going that route, if you're, what visuals are working more than others. And so that's, we, we want to help pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Currently, so currently where, where, where is your product found? Like currently, how are you making sales? Yeah, like that's what I'm preparing. Yeah, so with that, uh, this actually kind of came out of nowhere in a sense. Um, so I was just, I started painting probably two years ago. I, I used to always draw, but I never painted before. So I figured I was like, well, I'll try and do something different. And uh, I was starting to do these bigger paintings. And I was like, hey, I'm not really selling any of these because you know what. So um, I ended up going home, learning how to do vector format from artwork. I learned how to do all the stuff on my own. And uh, I finally found a design that worked because the original design didn't look like the ones you guys see. The other one is, I think it's kind of trash, but it looks better now. So uh, I started putting it out. I went to Marley Fest again last year. And I basically went and made my own business cards and I just kept it simple because I didn't know anything about building a website or anything like that yet. So I was just like, if you take my card, go to my Instagram or my Facebook, here's my cash app, here's my Venmo. They have Facebook paid. Uh, go on there. I'll, you know, I had a, like a link up to show what I have uh, in the inventory and uh, you can just pay me there and then I'll mail it to you. Give me information, I'll mail it to you. I just have to work at it. And then um, I actually found a way where I was like, what's another way I could do it? I said, well, you know what? I got a lot of friends who smoke and they're interested in all that. I could just do a pre-order. That way I don't have to spend none of my own money. I can get everybody to sign up. You pay me up front. I get all the money I need, get everything they wanted, get everything made, shipped out, and then I pocket everything else that's left. So I literally started without my own money. I just did the pre-order and it worked out. So now it's literally just me having it. And if you see it, you know, if I, I'll share it on my Instagram, Facebook, you see it, I'll put like a note, you know, if you want to buy something, these are the size that I have available. It's kind of a little ghetto right now because uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. But uh, that's kind of I mean, how I do you, Why do you consider it to be ghetto? I think that's very uh, a very smart way to go about it because then you're never printing extra. You're never spending money that's extra. Right that's no, 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 I'm talking about just the, the, the way that I have it set up, not the, uh, hey, no, man, not the way I'm, I'm going about it. I'm gonna oh, the way right that now, is set up, like, I got started somewhere, and that's a good start. You learning, bro. This, yeah. These are all learning tips, man. You got to go through these things because you're learning yeah. something. Is it, is it really ghetto, though, if you're an artist? No, no, no. I'm saying, when I say ghetto, for me, like, where I'm from in Compton, we say ghetto for just us hustling. That's how we, that's what we say. That's kind of, like, yeah. how we use it. I don't mean it like, oh, you know, it's just, like, a the weird way that people kind of portray the ghetto is bad. And, nah, for me, it's just that... That's what we say back home. Like, we say, oh, yeah, I mean, that's ghetto, but that's good. That's the way we hustle. That's how we get it. Yeah. And hey, I'm cool with hey, wait, so, so, so what's, what's the difference between, like, legit ghetto in your eyes? Like, 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 so, no, this is what I'm asking. Like, I know it's a hustle. Like, I hustle. 
Like I just went and did a um a pop-up art show. It takes right. a lot of work, man. I sweated all day long just to sell a few pieces of painting. But it it, it helps, but it was a hustle, you know what I mean? So yeah, like what what separates the hustle from the like what you want it to be futuristically? Like what how do where do you want to see it go? Uh see that's something where I'm still I'm still trying to figure everything out. Cause like you said earlier, I'm learning as I go. This wasn't planned at all. Like when I made my first shirt or hoodie or even my paintings, like I said, I started painting two years ago. I wasn't expecting anybody to see my stuff and hit me up. Oh, hey, you want to buy this? You want to No, I want to get this from you. And I was like, yeah, okay, I got to take a step back and figure this out. But now as I'm doing things and I'm learning, I used to think, okay, I just want to, I'll get the shirts. I get my ideas, send it to a shirt making company and they'll make it for me. But then when I started doing it, I was like, yo, that's costing me too much money. And then they're trying to overcharge. Oh, we got an artist. We can do this. And I'm like, yo, I'm my own artist. I don't need you. Okay, well, we're going to charge you a processing fee. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I found a company that makes uh, heat press uh, or um, screen print, but you can put it on a transfer paper and they just ship it to you. You send your design to them. They put it on a paper. They send it back to you. I can just heat press everything myself. So now I don't have to use that clothing. Right I went and got a DBA and to get my uh, my uh, seller's license. Bro, see that's legit. What do you mean? That's that's what I'm saying. Like that's how we how we look at it. Like uh, and this is like mentality from growing up back in that area. We used to, you know, you just get away with saying, "Oh, everything is ghetto." That means it's hood, like bootleg, whatever. And I'm like, no. But a lot of times, like. The stuff that you look at as or deem as bootleg or whatever, that'd be the best stuff because you're getting it direct from the individual who's doing it. I don't have to go talk to no, I don't like talking to people in like these these companies where you go in and make the shirts and they're like, yeah, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have you sign this document and we're going to make, nah, nah, <laughs> tell me what, I need, what you need me to do. That's why like, I like talking to Lolita when she hit me up. She was straight to the point. It wasn't, oh, we're going to have you fill this out and we're going to have a, a, a session where you come in on the day before. We're going to go through the mic check. No, I was like, yo, we're going to get on and we're going to get to it. And that's what I like. That's what I love. And it's oh, like, yeah. it's cool doing like that first. Stuff, but... I feel like the best stuff comes out that way. Like, you, if yeah, you're it's organic. There, it's genuine. Yeah, it's more organic. Like, when you're sitting there prepping and prepping and prepping, you can hear that. Like, I feel like you yeah. hear that whenever you're talking and, like, people, like, when I listen to different podcasts and stuff like that, I hear the preparation. And that's something yeah. that... Like, I just, I don't like that. I think we all that agree. Is real. I think we all agree that, that is just like something that we don't, we just like to, we just like to chill. We're trying to chill. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Like the, everything you do when you just organically do it, it's fun. Like, I don't yeah. like the, like it with me, I haven't had a, I guess what you want to deem as a regular job since like 2013. And that was only because when my mom passed, I just started seeing things differently. I was like, I don't want to have to do what I was doing before. I'm working a full-time job at Sears Call Center. I don't know if y'all familiar with that. I hated that place. Yeah, well, I remember that place. I got to work there from eight in the morning doing overtime all the way until they close at like 11. I sleep at the play in the parking lot and then I drive get up at like five in the morning drive to Houston to see my mom and then come back that same day and go back to work later that night. And I'm doing that this must have been a day. big place every a lot of people work there. Man, seriously. It must have been really big. I just I, I, I think about it. I remember a lot of different people that work on there. the streets. They probably work there. Man. Nah. That place. Shout out to Steel. That's why that's why they didn't make it. <laughs> Y'all got me laughing now. <laughs> Take that, Sears. Sears <laughs> call center, man. Hey, we go. Man. Man. It's, it's R.I.P. It's quiet for them boys now. 
Yeah, I think yeah. everybody has worked for a call center in their lifetime, in their youth. Like, mm-hmm. if, whether it was with for orientation or something, you have, you have tried yeah. to call center. I used to work for DirecTV and AT&T and Wells Fargo. I, I, I worked mm-hmm. all for all their call, customer service, uh, retention, whatever. I was, a, I was a person you talked to, and you didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> Particular voice, yeah. Like, oh, I have my telecom voice, so yeah, I got it. And then it's just like <laughs> I'm just selling whatever. I'm just all like, hey, like this one dude, I got an award one time because this one dude, as soon as he picked up the phone, he was mad as fuck because he was just like, Wells Fargo took my home. And I was just all like, okay, sir, I do apologize. <laughs> I'm like, I do apologize, sir, but like, that's what I'm calling. We're offering a protection plan. If you get this protection plan, <laughs> ain't nobody else can come in and take your house. We still got your house, though. Hey, y'all done the protect woman. Did I tell you they took the house? That's cold, man. You're trying to sell a man with no home or protection plan. That's yeah, that call center life right there. Listen, that call I, center. And I told him the, I told him like the highest package. And like the supervisor came in like 20 minutes later. He's like, that was incredible. Everything. I was just all like, man, I feel so bad for this man because he was just, he just sounded broken. He just saw like, yeah, my wife left me, my kids left, y'all foreclosed on my <laughs> oh, I'm like, well, is this a bad time? Let me talk to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to make you feel better? This protection plan. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do something good for yourself. Do something That's good. That's how you else. know you so <laughs> like and one you last but you have to do, everybody's like that. Everybody has a story when you're working at a call center. So it's just like, you're selling your soul to the devil. You have to work at the call center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that is true. So so um, when what was your first um, job or commission that you started to make money on? What was it the first way you saw that this was turning into an entrepreneurship? Um, so I think the idea first came, and this is it's kind of crazy, but like, so I was, uh, I want to say like seven. I had just moved uh, back to Austin. We were going back and forth. My dad officially got the military. I came to Austin and um, out in Cali, I always did like stuff on the base. Uh, I would sweep up some of the barbershops. I would help clean some of the cars just to make extra money because, you know, my family, we didn't have a lot. Uh, so I just wanted my own pocket money. And um, I came I out here. Yeah. And <laughs> when I got here, uh, we moved to these apartments, uh, um, Runberg and Austin. And uh, there was this one old dude I used to always see, older, like, white guy. And he used to come out. And I used to see him just look at artwork. Like, he would have his own paintings and just have them out in front of him. Like, just look at him and then go in the house. It was weird. I, he never said nothing. <laughs> but he'd That's always awesome come out, man. like, in, like, these pencil loafers and, like, some drawers. And like a button up shirt. It was weird. I was like, yo, he's like pedophile low key, but I was about to say, what? Man, it was just weird. So he was underwear and penny loafers. That's an Austin attire, right? Like fresh drawers and shit. And I'm like, yo, man, chill. But uh, I drew a picture one day, and uh, me and my sister and a few of our friends were like, yo, we want to make some money. So we were like, yo, let's just draw on some paper and see if people want to buy artwork. Somebody told me I could draw really good. So I drew the paper. I drew like a a picture of Super Mario and uh, I'm walking around with it and this older guy, he comes outside and he sees it and gives me $20 to buy the drawing. The drawing was trash. I know he was trying to make me feel better, but he gave me the 20 and uh, 
after that, I got into sports. So I kind of left the art. I would always draw, but I never thought, okay, I'm going to just draw for a living. I'm a kid still. That man was trying to so, change your life. <laughs> hey, he was. trying to do something else, I thought, too. He reminded me of Herbert from uh, Family Guy. That dude, uh, yeah, he's all like, let me give this little boy $20 real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Now that I think about it, I'm like, yo, I felt mad uncomfortable. Like, that was, was kind of... <laughs> But uh, like the fast forward now, and move. man. And uh, actually, I did a painting um, of a Pokemon character called Mewtwo, and I fused him with uh, another character called Beerus. This is Dragon Ball Z character. This was like probably about two years ago. And when I finished the painting, I was still unsure because I didn't know how acrylic paint worked. It was starting to chip. And then I learned you can like cover it with certain things. You got to let it dry, do layers, all that. So I finally finished it. And my friend, my best friend I was talking about earlier, he comes to the house and uh, he's like, what you working on? I was like, well, I don't want to show you yet because, you know, it's my first painting, you know, whatever. So we leave it alone. I posted on Instagram. He calls me and he says, yo, take that picture then. And I was like, what you mean? Did I do something like that? I post something wrong? Did I have like some naked person in the back? You know, you take a picture. You made that some of the back. I was like, what did I do? So I took it down. Some bras hanging uh, from the seat. Yeah. So he calls me. And uh, he said, yo, I'm on my way to your crib. I was like, all right. And I'm thinking, okay, something's wrong. He comes in and says, yo, I told you to take it down because I don't want nobody to see it. I want to buy it. And he gives me $400, buys it from me, takes it to his house. And it's like now to this day, it's still, it's the only painting in his house. And uh, that right there made me be like, dang, my own family basically believes in me enough to pay me $400 for a painting that I don't even think looks good. I could do this. I could do something with it. And so- And not all our family will do that for you either. Yeah. Oh, I know. My family- Oh, goodness. That, that, yeah, he, not he, everyone would do that. He said, yeah, they won't. And I'm like, sure y'all know that, too. My goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure y'all all, I'm sure all of y'all know that. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they want that. They say it's support. But I'm like, yo, you're not supporting me if you're trying to get a deal. That's not support. Right, right if you're trying to get a deal on somebody. And I'm like, yo, I don't, if it, like, if one of you guys was selling something I really wanted, I'm not going to say, oh, give me a deal because we get a Zoom together. Like, nah, I'm going to pay full prices. <laughs> you wouldn't go into right, a store and say, oh, I want to buy this shirt, but give me 10% off. No, this is the... This is what it costs. You pay for right it. Right on. You I, think, I, think one thing, I think one thing about uh, creative entrepreneurship is exactly that. Uh, we have the, we don't have a certain market price. We price, we right. value everything we create. So we, we set a price for it. I have a similar story on how I got started. Like a guy, he didn't care. I told, I sold him to pay for a hundred dollars. He said he would have paid four hundred. He he said he didn't care what price tag I would have put on the painting, you know. And he would have paid for it, but I said a hundred dollars. That's what he came with, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, man. That's like we're at a point to where we can set our market rates on our pieces. I think that's so important when we when it comes down to valuing our creations, man. Um, and and finding ways to uh, utilize our creations to be uh, financially beneficial to us. Like when we right. can turn our art into clothing because everybody loves clothes, bro. Everybody, exactly. everybody exactly. loves clothes. So that's a, a, a hell of a transition. Where do you plan to take it from there? Is it, is it going to just stop with, uh, with you doing the sweaters or, or is it, can we expect some like shoe designs? What, what, what's next? Yeah. Um, so actually right now, when I was saying earlier about the get going to a shirt company and having them do my stuff, I actually 
uh, I did a painting. Um, no, no, not a painting. I posted a picture of uh, I'm wearing this this necklace, Jersey Quartz. I'm really into like rocks and energy and all that. So I posted this picture, and this guy from Pakistan happened to see it randomly. I put a hashtag. He saw it, and he said he went through my page and saw that I made like clothes and designs and all that. He said, "Who's making stuff?" And I was like, "Well, it's a shop out here, whatever, whatever." And uh, he said, "Well, I have a company where I make everything in my house in Pakistan." And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about this. What you gonna ask the Western <laughs> Union and don't steal my money, something like that. So, because right. yeah. you know, you get you hear about these scams that go on all the time, especially on Instagram. So uh, I said, well, hey, if you can just send me a sample of something, I send you like fifty dollars. You know, I'm like, I can live. If I lose fifty, then I just lose. It's not that big deal. And you're still, still 50, supporting. He sent me, exactly. And he sent me a sample, and he did everything was embroidered. So it wasn't even the the uh, screen print. It was embroidered, and he sent me three pieces for fifty dollars. And I was like, wait, a minute, this is great quality. So after he does it, um, I end up going to him now. What to expect is kind of now I'm in the point where I'm doing a female clothing line as well um, with one of my characters. And uh, I'm going to have like sweatsuits. Like I'm working for the winter right now because it is it's summer right now. But I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and be ready. So when the wintertime comes, hey, I got these sweatsuits for women and men. I'm putting out another character. So at first it was just the hoodies, but now it's the top and the bottom. Um, I'm planning on doing hats. Uh, I sit at home every day and I'll download like files of blank shirts and I'll get my design and transfer it over on my phone and just play with the colors, stuff like that. So I plan on doing the shirts and the hoodies and the sweatsuits all as one. And then um, I actually do plan on making shoes. It's funny you said that. I'm planning on making some shoes. <clears throat> and I also want to get, uh, there's a company that makes like these 3D figurines. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, and I want to do that. I want to make grinders. I want to do all of it. And it's weird because when people oh, ask me, oh, well, how Mark, do you do this stuff? Mark the sweet spot right there. That's why he looked <laughs> up when I said I do grinders. I, I noticed yeah. that's the only time he looked up was when he heard the word grinders. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that um, I'm also going to be doing like some tie-dye kid shirts and uh, <clears throat> I'll be down to do some some characters on them because I'm going to okay, do like, 90, like 90s tie-dye uh, t-shirts. I already started practicing. I'm doing one for myself first. I don't know. I've just been in a tie-dye for like the last three weeks. It keeps running through like ideas. You know how you have ideas that just run through your head over and over and over again? You're just like, God damn that. Right. I gotta get this out of here. Like, yeah, like I gotta get this yeah, out of mine, you know? Yeah. And me and you are similar because I, I bring 90s and 80s like cartoons, movies, and stuff with uh, kids' items. I don't know if you've seen mm. any of my stuff, but um, <clears throat> that's that's like my whole concept is that I will bring stuff back, but I always do the older feel of everything, like the more the more vintage uh, prints and styles and things like that nature to baby items and kids' toddlers. And I'm trying to move from six. Right now, I'm uh, straight out the house straight out the uh <laughs> the body <laughs> straight out the track. I, for our listeners y'all 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 didn't get to see that move y'all yeah, got, you got you got to log track. on to patreon to see that move <laughs> <laughs> you, she turned into an angel yeah, she just, <laughs> straight out the chat out the trap, uh, about six years old right now so i'm trying to do six to 
<clears throat> six to 12 because I, my company moves with my son and I like try to bring what I learned in my childhood to the new generation, which is pretty much the same concept. It's just that I don't do a twist on it. I'm just literally just like, listen, you remember this? You remember this shit that we used to jam out to? <laughs> right. Like, after having my son and seeing the shit that these kids are watching these days, oh my God, I can't. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, I'd I'd be trying to give this new generation... It's trash. I'd be trying to give this generation my, my attention, but they they are only recreating stuff that was created before them. Like, where's the creativity, you know? Where's the uniqueness in uh, what they're creating? Like, I'm, and I'm having to start, I'm, I'm, now that I'm seeing that in the younger generation, I'm starting to look internally, like, is my art taking me down a level where I'm not innovative and I'm following something somebody else has created? You know, am I just recreating something I've seen before? Isn't that the artist's dilemma, though? Because everything is pretty much been created and where it's up to us to make it grow from what it was at one point. So I, I think that's something I also have a lot of trouble with this I have all these designs in my head of what I want to do as shirts but every time I think I'm like wait I've seen this layout before no not and there goes the overthinking that's actually true one of the things that uh uh, and it's crazy. I heard this, like uh, this older guy told me this a few, actually a few days ago. He said, um, if you overanalyze or uh, what did he say? Um, overanalysis causes paralysis. So he's like, any idea that you have, even if you think you may have seen it before, still sketch it out, put it out there, write it down, whatever. Because uh, you never know what if you did, if you don't quite remember what it was, you may see it again and be like, oh, well, I can just tweak this and then make it my own. You know, it's still good to at least get it out. And that's what I've been doing, like, with my characters. I Every idea I have, I look at something like, like the like I said, a, a bud or something that somebody has just sitting in front of me. Or I go to a, a smoke shop. When I was in Cali, I went to a smoke shop. And I took pictures of all the different buds. And I'm like, I know nobody's going to have this I'm, particular I'm surprised they let you do that. Yeah, well, they. I was there. I know a couple of people who were working there, so mm. you know they kind of let me go in the back and do. Okay. They, I guess they thought that I smoked, and I was like, "Nah, I'm just kind of." They were thinking I'm taking <laughs> pictures of the quality, and I'm like, "Nah, I'm actually uh. going to use art and found." So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think just any idea you have, and it's weird coming from me, but it's like I just feel like whatever you have, write it down, sketch it out, draw it, just a picture or something, take it, save it, because you never know what. You can use it for later. Like I said, my character idea came in 2011, and I didn't start using it until like about a year and a half ago. So you know, mm. right on, right on, man. So take so, that advice, y'all. Yeah, man. <laughs> and and I want to extend uh, an opportunity to you. Also, we are hosting a contest with those Cuernos Tequila. Uh, you can sign up for that uh, contest through our Instagram, and we have all the information in our bio. Uh, but we're going to be uh, building stickers for the winner, and we're going to be putting those stickers on bottles, and we have a sticker contest. You'll win a swag bag of those square nose bottles. You'll be, oh, I don't know if you drink either, but it'll be a good it gift. Does not, he's made it okay. very He does not drink it, it, it will be a good gift for you to re-gift. Uh, oh, <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, my dad, he'll, he'll gladly bottle. take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we need you to submit some art to that, too, also, man, because that's a dope... Uh, we're going to be advertising that and be pushing that through the whole entire month. Of yeah, I think the application for it is in our bio. The application for it is in our bio. So just uh, click on there and then just follow it. Just make sure you, that you have your artwork uh, ready. We have it on a flyer in one of our um, posts. Instagram. Instagram of the spot. Okay, I think I've seen it. 
yeah, of the size of the the sticker that we need, and there'll be two sides, two sides. So okay. yeah, so that's one artwork though. Don't worry about drawing two sides. You can yeah, do, no, you but there is the one size one. is submitted incorrectly, it automatically does not count. go toward. Yeah, okay. it just automatically does not count. So, no. <laughs> yeah, because it, it wouldn't work. It, it, it uh, wouldn't go. But I, <laughs> Like, it's an opportunity that way, you know, we're going to be having, uh, you know, consumers, a consumer contest also. So people will be go searching for these bottles in, through, in the stores. And if they find it, the lucky winner finds the golden ticket, they submit to the um, Tequila Social Club and they are subscribed to the ATX Artist Social Podcast on any of the, or all of the platforms. Um, they, they'll have a chance to win also. And they're going to win a swag bag, t-shirts and a bottle of tequila mm-hmm. also. Have and mad great. promotion, mad promotions. Hey, mad promotion. Mad promotion. Hey, <laughs> you have to be 21 up to be in this club. So I haven't asked you this whole entire show. So I got to know, bro. But you do not old? have to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How old are you, man? How do, how old do I look? I think uh, you're 30. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say 28. <laughs> I'm going to say 30. Okay. I'm going to go 52. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that way you can't, you know, you know what I'm saying? If he is 52, you're like, damn, you look good in 52. That's what I'm saying. Can't win with that one. You can't win with that one. It's like, man. <laughs> nah, I'm, uh, I'm 31. Yeah. Man, boom, money. I was going to say 31, man. I was going to say 31. I knew he was at least 28 just by the way he was talking about the cartoons, right? His, That's yes. like yeah. Dragon Ball Z, so, yeah. like he's not older than thirty-two. So I was like, yeah. yeah. It's, when I, usually when I start talking about stuff, people say, okay, we can kind of determine your age with what you're saying. But I remember I yeah. went to Vegas actually in 2019, my first time going to actually like gamble because I always went, but it was for sports and I wasn't yet old enough to do anything. So I went last time and it was cool up until like the nighttime when nighttime came and I'm in there and it's like a million people in these casinos. I got carted every 10 minutes literally like to the point where i had to go get one of these bands and it, so they could know okay he's the age he's been here because he this little beard y'all see me it took me 31 years to get this like this i can't get the whole thing so he's like it's coming like, yeah, the best of the ability <laughs> See, that's just how yeah. shady casinos are, though. See, when it was slow, they didn't nobody bother. They were taking your money. Exactly. It was like, all right, right. Let, let the youngster gamble. Then when they started getting money from everybody yeah. else, it was like, all right, let's go. Let's see if you... And it was also, too, because I was hitting I, was, I started winning. I was winning a lot. And, uh, oh, yeah, that'll get that's the card. They came, yeah, they came in. They was on me. They're like, no, sir. They're like, no, sir. Who's this dude in all this red, this gangbanger in here winning all this money? Just pull them. That'll get you so the wrong kind of attention in the casino when you start Oh, winning. man. Mm-hmm. And then it don't help that I'm 6'6, six, six, so I got a lot of attention while I'm there anyway. It was, it was just, I did it was not realize they were that tall. Uh, like in the photos, <laughs> you do not look 6'6. Six, six. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's usually because I'm by myself. You see, like, a family yeah. portrait that we took actually, a, like, a year ago, and we just got it finished, and it's in my dad's crib. I look like an old, like, an old father, like, with my parents, <laughs> my dad, he's 6'3, <laughs> but he looks so much shorter than me. And my sister, they're all, they're pretty tall, but I'm just so much bigger than everybody, so, yeah. You hoop too, don't you? I did, yeah, I did a little bit. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that's what's up. We you can't be 6'6 six, six and not put a basketball in your hand. There ain't no way you can't put no basketball in your hand. You six six. 
That's kind of some shit. Okay, waste the hype. Not going through high school. Some high school coach is going to be like, hey, kill me out, fella. Let me talk to you. You ain't got to do much. You got football? Yeah, I was a running back up until my gen- or sophomore year of high school. Um, and uh, I just realized, I was like, man, this is boring. Because I got, I got recruited to go to UT in Oklahoma when I was in my fifth grade football. Yeah. Um, I was pretty good. And then basketball, I just kept growing. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try to hoop, see what it's like. Because I get headaches and all that. So I was like, let me just go ahead and try to play some ball. I was pretty good at that, too. But I always would love football more than anything. Yeah, man. I played football. I played semi-pro until I was like 32. So. Oh, were? Yeah, yeah like that was- old ass. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the, 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 uh, the. All of the, the repercussions of the hits and bottom of piles and all of that, man. I'm feeling people don't understand. People be thinking football is hard because of the hitting. I'm like, no. When you get under that pile, what goes on under there, man, it's like jail. Yeah, like when they, yeah. when yeah, the guard walk by and he stories. hides you in the back, like, yo, it's, man, it's serious. You can get, break your finger, your ankles get broke. You get, I got bit one time. Like, yeah, it's it's like biting. <laughs> Man, just think if you fail wrong and like your body bit the wrong way, it don't oh, matter man. because you got to wait till everybody get up. <laughs> yep. And you're pushing your body again to help themselves up. And I'm like, yo, yeah, and man. Then your lineman falling, he's 6'9, 380. You're like, yo, come on, man. Oh, my yeah, bad. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. So, man, we I, we were really glad to have you on this episode, man. And uh, we can't wait to share your art for the next week. Uh, we can't wait to feature you and uh, your, your art entrepreneurship. Um, so we want the people to know from the podcast, man, if they want to reach out to you for commissions or collaborations, how can they reach you right now? If, they, if we got our ATX artist social listeners out there, they want to go and buy t-shirts, man. Give us all that information. Okay. Yeah. So my art page, my main page is, uh, forgotten ones. That's num- the number four G O T T E N S or T T E N one S the number four G O T T E N one S that's forgotten ones. Or you can go to the hybrids, uh, hybrids on Instagram and, um, Dunn Millhouse on Instagram as well. I keep my name simple so you know who I am. Uh, and that's D U E N for our people, not D O E N. That's D U N. D U N. Millhouse is M I L H O U S E. One L. So what kind yeah, of just go there. y'all believe that we have? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go there, you could DM me. Um, leave a comment under one of my pictures. You know, like I said, I'm still learning uh, this art world. So to see uh, individuals like yourself, yourselves give me this opportunity, I really appreciate it because I've been through like the past couple years or really last year, I went to, I've had my shirts and hoodies and artwork in like three or four different stores. Um, but I've learned I can do a lot more on my own because I learned about the business of it. They're trying to tax me extra stuff. I'm learning how to properly move around and make sure I can protect myself as well as still get my things out there. So I am I learning a lot, but I do appreciate you, it. I wanted to ask you, how do you go, what research are you doing to find these things out? It's not available for everyone. So what are some steps that you took to be able to understand, oh, what I need is a DBA instead of a different type of title? Or what are some things that has led you to where you are? Um, I would say for me personally, it was a lot of uh, Googling. Um, it was a lot <laughs> of that. 
and also too, I got I got kind of lucky. Um, like I said, my cousin or my friend, looking like he's like family. He's uh, he has his own marketing company, and he's been into stocks since he was like six. So he's a super intelligent guy. And uh, he's always been with me every step of the way. So really, I would say also for anybody who's like looking for help to try and get these things done, a lot of Googling, if you have to, you know, that's it's kind of weird. Some people say, you know, Google isn't the end all be all. But I mean, it helps a lot. Uh, following art pages, if you see art float across your Instagram, like you want to search and you see it, go to that person's page, like the picture, scroll through their account, um, meet more people. Don't be scared because I'm a I'm a pretty uh kind of enclosed guy. I don't really hang out with a lot of people. Um, but when I start going to these uh, stores and shopping for clothes or whatever, um, I'll wear my own shirts. I'll put my own stuff on my body. It's like I'm a walking billboard. I put, I put everything I have out there and just talk to people. Talk to anyone. If you have a question, never be afraid to ask anybody. Anything. A lot of people That's what talk I do. To I ask you every question. Like what you have on. A lot of people talk to you just about what you have on or like uh, sometime like uh, I find like whenever me and my husband go out, it's a common thing that we always tell everybody if you ever hang out with us is that everywhere we go, people talk to us. And it's crazy because, you know, everybody talks to us. Some reason we'll be in the store doing whatever, someone will talk to us. And it's usually because of my hair, my clothing, um, something that we have on our son. Um, our tattoos or whatever, they come up to us and initially start talking about that. So I'm just like, man, always be rocking a brand. Always. Right. That's just like the best advice you could ever give someone. I'm glad you got that early on because that's a lot of things that people do not catch at the beginning of their businesses. And it takes them a long time to get there. It's to always be- Oh, yeah. And I was, I was a boring guy too. Like, uh, I don't, I'm not really, a, I wear Nikes and all that stuff, but I'm never wearing, you're never going to see me in a big Nike shirt unless they're like, it's a Nike check. And then it's like one of my characters under it. Other than that, <laughs> I'm not promoting your stuff because you ain't helping me. Either. Like I'm wearing all of my own things. Everything, everything I've worn for the past year has been my stuff. That's it. Besides, I'm still, I might wear some draws too. I'm working on that. This has been a very underwear heavy episode. Man, hey man, a lot draws of draws with Gotta keep them clean and gotta make sure you got some. Cause like, yo, <laughs> people be out here loose, man. Like, <laughs> out here nah, loose. But that's the information I give people. Just, just ask questions, ask as many questions as you can. Um, and you never know who's watching. So always conduct yourself too in a certain manner. Like when I go out, people talk to me a lot cause I'm tall and I think they might think I'm an athlete or they think something about me. And they'll see my clothes that I'm wearing. And when I speak to them, I try to speak to them with respect. Um, if somebody has something or does something in a store and you see, hey, he looks kind of young, he's running the store, how did you do that? Go and talk to him. Or send an right. email, uh, call him, Instagram. We got all these ways of contacting everyone. Utilize everything you have. Because the most somebody can say is no. And that doesn't mean anything. You just go ask the next person. Or, you know, just I do everything like that. I'm not scared to ask anybody anything. Yeah. Man, and hey, man, we can, we can't wait to see your growth, bro. Uh, and we're glad that we caught you early on in your career, man. And we probably will have you back on the show in the future and just just reconnect and see how far you've grown, man. Uh, with that attitude, we expect to see great things from you, bro. We expect to see I, I great things from really you. Then we I mean, and we hopefully we give you some kind of boost here with this uh, 
feature that we're going to be featuring you for the week. We're going to be pushing you and promoting you for this week, man. We're going we're gonna to be putting your content out there. Uh, like, share, subscribe to all of our listeners out there. You have experienced Don Millhouse, man, uh, with Forgotten Ones. So to the ATX Started Social team, will y'all help me wrap this thing up for season two, episode five of the ATX Started Social Podcast? Can, can we say it? Can we say it? One, two, three. It's a wrap. All right. It's a wrap. <laughs>